So, you've got an idea for a business. The store of your dreams. There's just one thing to figure out. Everything. That's why Shopify's all-in-one commerce platform makes it easy to sell online, in person, and everywhere else. Sell on social media. Source products with an app to get that first sale feeling. It's the only solution that gives you everything you need to sell everywhere you want. So when you're ready to bring your idea to life, power it up with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Thank you for having me. Good to be with you. Uh, first of all, this may be, and matter of fact, now that I sit here and think about this, I think it is somehow the first conversation we've had uh, since you won the seat uh, a couple of years ago. Uh, you, buyer's remorse, are you happy to be there? Oh, I'm really happy to be there. I, I love it, and I love uh, representing, to the best of my ability, the people of Oconee and Clark County. I really do love it. Thanks for asking. Well, now, when you were running and seeking the office and, and settling into the office, there wasn't anything about a pandemic that would shut down court activity <laughs> and make it a lot harder than it, it would have been otherwise, an already difficult job for a lot of people. What has been the impact? We'll talk about moving forward, but let's talk about the better part of the last year. What's it been like? Well, it's been a year where we've had to really be creative, I would say, and incredibly flexible. Um, and the reason I say that is because when Judge Chief, Justice, Chief Justice Melton, who's the Chief Justice, of course, of the Georgia Supreme Court, handed out the emergency order that's been updated every month since March 14th, he mandated basically that the only things we could do in court were non were essential hearings and all non-essential hearings had to be done virtually if at all. And so we had to figure out a way to make things happen and keep, keep things moving forward. Now, let me so let me stop you did, right there and interrupt sure. and let me ask a really fundamental question here. Speaking judicially, okay. speaking which is what we're talking about here obviously, what is the difference? How do we distinguish what makes my case essential and that other case not? That's a great question. And I would say all cases are important. Yeah, that's my definition. My case is by definition essential. Yours isn't, but mine is. Absolutely. Absolutely. So every case is important. Every case is significant. What makes it essential is somebody's liberty. And if somebody is in jail um, and, and either, if somebody is in jail, basically, is what makes it an essential hearing. Now, there are certainly other essential hearings that um, are considered top priority, and those would be emergency requests for a hearing related to things like custody um, and other essential matters relating to children. But by and large, the essential hearings are related to people's liberty. Okay, so and, and now we've decided that my case is essential. Uh, my case uh, since March is going to be conducted virtually, if at all. Well, the essential hearings are allowed to be conducted in court. Okay. If they can be conducted virtually, they, they are. Right. And what I mean by that is both Clark and Oconee counties have the ability to hold hearings virtually from the jail. And we do a lot of video conferencing, basically, from the jail. I mean, that's been going on for a long time. I mean, arraignments and that kind of thing, those have been going on. That's been happening for a long time. Not in Clark and Oconee County. We usually hmm. bring inmates from the jail for arraignments and other bond hearings sort of all the time. But since March, we've been doing them um, primarily by video conference. Certainly, we've been bringing uh, inmates from both jails to the courthouses on certain occasions, but by and large, they've been video conferencing. Um, And it's a practice, I think, that will continue. It's very efficient. Um, You get a lot of things done in a much shorter amount of time um, because there's no issue of transport. The sheriff's department doesn't have to... um, Use as much manpower, right, transporting people back and forth. And so if it can be done by video conference, it's really 
um, something that I think will continue going forward. But not everything can be done by video conference. Right. Uh, again, Judge Lisa yeah. Lott with us, Western Judicial Circuit, Clark and O'Coney Counties. All right. Again, and I'm hung up for a brief moment still on that business of essential, non-essential. The civil stuff, right? Okay, I'm going to sue you. Well, that that isn't necessarily essential, is it? I mean, in most cases, or in many cases, those things can be delayed. I, I know you're dealing primarily with criminal stuff, but how are we handling the civil cases? Well, we actually deal, I would say, 50-50 between criminal and civil. So mm-hmm. I would say there's a lot of both. And and I do want to make sure that everybody knows that civil hearings can still happen, and they do every single day. But the civil hearings, if they are not certainly involving somebody's liberty in an emergency situation, are done by video conference. I have civil hearings all day long by video conference. And so those hearings are being held. Um, uh, and, and they're being held on a very consistent basis. And, and those are the easiest ones, quite frankly, mm. to hold virtually because many of the uh, civil hearings have attorneys on both sides and they have the equipment to do video conferencing. And many attorneys seem to be very happy, quite frankly, not to have to come to court. And so those hearings are being held all the time. They're just not being held in the courtroom. I will say the the requirement, of course, is that the judge has to be in the courtroom. So I'm often in the courtroom all by myself, um, which seems a little ridiculous, but it does meet the law of open hearings. Um, And anybody can walk in and watch me on the computer. (laughs) It's not very exciting. But they are still happening, and they're happening um, really on a daily basis. Judge Lisa Lott with us. Uh, We hadn't gotten around to talking about juries yet. I I think it was April. might have been March, April. I did something that I would never have imagined it would even be possible to do. I got a jury summons, okay? And this, I think, right around the first part of April. I got a jury summons and I literally threw wow. it away. I literally just threw it away. Sure. I can't, you know, you can't imagine that in a normal time. I, Sheriff Edwards has not sent anybody around to talk with me about that, so I assume I, I did, a, did an okay <laughs> thing there. Uh, the status of jury trials, though, uh, when do we when do we commence with those things to the extent that we haven't been able to do them already? Well, one of the reasons um, I wanted to be able to give this information is the uh, four superior court judges and my, you know, and myself. And, of course, Chief Judge Eric Norris wanted to make sure that the public understood uh, what was happening with regard to jury trials and the efforts that we have taken to make sure that when we do have them, they're as safe as possible. So Chief Justice Melton issued this emergency order in March uh, prohibiting anybody from having jury trials. And he lifted that in October and left it up to the counties to make a decision as to when they were ready. And we made a decision to get started in January of 2021. And that decision has actually been rolled back the last couple of weeks. We've had several meetings and decided that the numbers in our communities, both Oconee and Clark, were increasing at such a rapid rate that January did not make sense, that people would not feel safe. And certainly that's of paramount concern. And so our plan is to send out summons for March jury trials. That could change at any minute. I will say that. Mm -hmm. Um, I do want to say that the Chief Justice also issued an order ordering the chief judges of all the areas, and of course that's Eric Norris, to come up with a task force uh, in every county in which the courthouse sits. And that task force was uh, ordered to come up with a plan for jury trials, and, and Eric Norris did that. And, and I have to say, Chief Judge Eric Norris has been working tirelessly uh, to get this started. He's been working really hard getting the task force up and running, um, working with them to come up with a plan. And the task forces have worked really hard, and the plan is this. In Oconee County, uh, voir dire, which is where jurors get questioned, is going to happen actually at the Civic Center. 
And Oconee County, uh, there was, it was just no question. The Civic Center was offered, and it's just a, a great choice. It's a very big place, can accommodate a large group of people. Jury trials will actually happen at the Oconee County Courthouse. Mm. Courtroom 1 there is quite big. It's a big one, yeah. And can accommodate six feet of distancing and things like that. And Clark County, it's going to take place at the Civic Center. It's a little bit more complicated. Um, the Civic Center to maneuver around, but it's certainly going to be a worthy place, I think. Uh, it's going to take a lot of manpower, and that's going to be sort of uh, the big trick to make sure we have enough um, resources, sheriff's deputies, and things like that at the Civic Center that will not take away too greatly from the courthouse. And so there's a balance that sure. has to happen in Clark County. Very, very quickly, um, up against it here, uh, Judge Lisa Lott, up against it. Just a quick question in closing here. Uh, we just discussed juries, and generally speaking, the same thing going apply for grand juries? No, grand juries are actually up to the district attorney's office, and they have been given the green light to go ahead, and that has not been taken away. That's going to be up to the district attorney. And um, there is a great backlog of cases that are waiting to be indicted. And so those can happen virtually. I don't know whether that will happen, but that's certainly something the uh, new district attorney, I would imagine, has as a top priority. I certainly would imagine. I think so. Deborah Gonzalez, who took her oath of office just yesterday. Judge Lisa Lott, thanks for your time this morning. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you. Thanks for having me.